Hey there, you're listening to the Chamber Connection Podcast, conversation to keep you connected, featuring members, partners, and friends of the Ord Area Chamber of Commerce. We all know someone who took a unique path in life. They had a plan, but life took them in a completely different direction, yet placed them exactly where they needed to be. Bob Smiley is one of those people. Trust me, when you hear his story, you'll understand. Bob Smiley has been a comedian for over 20 years. He's toured with bands such as Newsboys, Third Day, Jeremy Camp, and Mercy Me. He's the author of three books, and he even has his own podcast, so pressure was on for me today recording this. Bob's journey has taken him many places, but for the first time, he's making his way to Valley County. Bob will make a tour stop on January 20th at the Golden Husk for a free show sponsored by the Valley County Ministerial Association. So for today's episode, please enjoy Bob Smiley. All right. All right. Well, welcome, Bob. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, Uh, thanks for having me. Can I just jump right in? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and just kind of tell us a little bit about you. I I think you're my first non-Nebraskan guest. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, so tell us now there's, about you. There's, there's a lot of pressure on this now. I'm representing <laughs> all the other states and stuff. And um, yeah, I am a comedian. I uh, do all clean comedy. And so uh, families can come to my shows. I've been doing this for over 20 years. I'm currently, I was running to check. So right here's where we hit our first technical issue. Bob was joining us from across the country in a hotel room on tour and the internet connectivity just wasn't great. We were recording via Zoom and that tends to happen. So please bear with the technical issues. In this run that I'm doing, uh, he booked all the hotels, so I didn't really get a say. And so sometimes you get put in these (laughs) really bad hotels and I pulled up and I was like, oh, I really hope they have Wi-Fi so I can do this (laughs) podcast with you. And I walked in my room and I got to play my favorite game in a hotel room, which is guess the stain on the (laughs) carpet. And I and this is not made up. It sounds like a bit, but I, as I was checking in, because I'm going to be here uh, for two days, I asked the lady if they had an exercise room, and she said, "Oh yeah, we do." And the lady behind her said, "We don't have an exercise room." And she goes, "Kind of, we do. We have four floors. He can run the stairs." <laughs> so that's that's my life. If that tells anybody where I am on the comedy uh, <laughs> like ladder, I'm uh, I'm right there at the. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's funny because like Toby Keith, he always gets him put, you know, in the Hilton or the you know Four Seasons, and I get put in the Bring Your Own Sheet Suites, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. So, but I love I love traveling around. I do a lot of shows, and again, I love that families can come to a clean comedy show and laugh together and enjoy. And so that's uh that's basically what I do. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Oh, okay. There we go. We're back on. Again, did I mention my hotel's Wi-Fi? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for for the listeners, uh, it said recording stopped. And it was like this voice, like this female voice that came in. I thought my wife was here. Yeah, you're not funny. Please record again. You know, I thought it was like (laughs) that kind of thing. But no, it's... uh, Yeah. So I am a Christian and comedians, they talk about their life. They talk about their situation. So a lot of my stories will involve uh, being in church or, you know, and and it's going to be clean because I talk about my life and I try to live a clean life. And so uh, it is very clean. But, yeah, it does. It does get uh, a little bit like I do have a couple of stories. I'm trying to think actually my show right now. I don't think I have any stories about being in church or anything, but uh, I do. I grew up a Christian. So that that is going to 
uh, present itself uh, throughout the night. But it's a, you know, it's a comedy show. So, uh, but it, they know that it can be clean. I did a show last night in Arkansas and I looked down and there was a grandma sitting with her uh, grandson and he was uh, goth. You know what I'm talking about? He had like mm-hmm. all the face piercings. He actually looked like he fell face first into a tackle box. And <laughs> I'm looking at both of them during my show and I was like, man, you can't, you cannot come up with two more different generations and and type of people. And they were leaning on each other, laughing together. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is like, I love that these two people from like different walks of life and stuff can come together as a grand, as a grandmother and a grandson and just laugh and not be worried about it getting awkward or, you know, any of the material making people feel uncomfortable or anything like that. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm built as a Christian comedian. I'm built as a clean comedian. So it's, yeah, it's just kind of, but it's, it's basically the show I do in churches or shows that I do in comedy clubs as well. So it's, uh, you know, it's all tested. Yeah. So what, what kind of drew you to be a comedian? What, what at what point were you like, this is what I want to do? That's a great question. Uh, I always wanted to use comedy. I realized comedy was a powerful tool. Um, This is, I'm going to tell you up front, this is a dumb story, but in second grade, I was sitting in the back of the class and uh, this kid Lloyd was at the front of the board and they were doing a math problem. And it was five birthday candles plus three birthday candles equal how many birthday candles. And they had written it out on the board. And for some reason, Lloyd could not get the problem. And so the teacher said, can anybody help? And I raised my hand and she was like, Bobby, And I walked from the back. And when I got out of my chair, I'd already thought of my set list of the (laughs) joke I was going to tell. And I got up because I grew up. My dad is very funny. Everybody in my family is really funny. And so I I always like to be funny. Like I always enjoyed making people laugh. But I walked up to the uh, to the front and I was like, come on, Lloyd, you have five birthday candles. And then you add three and you count them together. And I held my hands up and I counted out and I said, that's eight birthday candles. Come on. It's a piece of cake. <laughs> okay. I really wish you would have been there because I got zero laughs, except my teacher, Miss Brown, looked down at me and she just goes, hmm, like that. That was all I got. It was just a little hmm. And so here's why I tell you that story. So uh rest of the day, we went through the day. And as I was leaving, we were we were leaving to, you know, to go out to the buses and everything. And Miss Brown called me over to the table and she was like, Hey, I just wanted you to know that I was having a really bad day and I've thought about that birthday candle joke so many times today and it really, it just brightened my day. So thank you for that. And so even in second grade, I walked out going, wow, comedy is powerful. Like it has a, it has the ability to, to change people's day. And so I never thought I could do comedy, but I always thought whatever I did, I was going to try to use humor, uh, you know, to, to hopefully brighten people's day. So I went to school. I went to college. I got my degree. I was going to be a teacher. Uh, I was looking around. I've seen a lot of uh, kids growing up without a positive male role model in their life. And so I thought, well, I'll do elementary ed. I'll teach. And then hopefully I can be, you know, a positive role model to some kids and stuff. And uh, so my junior year in college, they had a stand-up competition. And even I loved comedy, but I never really thought I could do it. But first prize was 500 bucks. And this was in West Texas. So I don't know if you've been to West Texas, but $500 is like six months rent out there. So I was like, I got to do this. So I did it. I signed up for this comedy uh, competition at my school and I won, not even because I was good. Like everybody else was just terrible. Like it was so (laughs) bad. 
It was really bad. They would have bombed in my second grade class as well. And I got up and did some jokes about the school and student loans and stuff. And I won. And I thought, oh, what a great experience. You know, I'll be able to tell my grandkids I want a stand up competition. Still never thought it would be a career. Fast forward two years later, I graduated before I became a teacher. I wanted to see what it was like to actually make money. Um, and teachers don't. So I decided I was going to do photography for a year so I could, you know, be debt free. And, and then I could kind of pick where I wanted to teach, you know, not based on money, but based on where I really felt like I was supposed to be. And so I was doing photography and this is going to tell your listeners how old I am, but my pager went off <laughs> while I was driving and I pulled over to a Cracker Barrel payphone and I called this, this number that popped up on my pager and it was a guy that I'd gone to school with. And he was like, hey, I'm in Nashville. I'm road managing a Christian singer named Clay Cross. And we're getting ready to leave for tour. And Clay, we just had a meeting and uh, Clay said that it'd be fun to have a comedian come out and MC and keep the crowd going in between the bands. Uh, and he said, I have to hire a merch guy to you know set up and sell merch on the tour so we could pay you. It's not going to be a lot, but we could pay you as a merch guy. But really, we want you to come out and do stand up. And I remember standing at a Cracker Barrel payphone, like so nonchalant, like not realizing this was about to change my life. And I was like, okay. And I hung up, I booked a flight from Dallas, Texas to Nashville, got off a plane, got on a tour bus and went out as a comedian, not knowing what I was doing. I thought I'd go out for a week and they would fire me. You know, and I thought the comedy police would show up and be like, uh, you're an imposter. And they would send me home. And I got out and just started trying to figure it out. And that tour ended and a band called the Newsboys saw me. And so they asked me to tour with them. And that turned out to be the number one tour in Christian music that year. Uh, and it was uh, it was Newsboys and a band called Third Day. And so now all of a sudden I'm standing in front of four to six thousand people a night you know, hey, waka, 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 you know, just trying to be funny. And that's how I got into it. Like, I just kept at it and kind of realized, like, I felt like God had opened this door. And I, so I thought, well, I'm going to work as hard as I can, as long as this door is open. And, you know, just see how long maybe God wants me to to be here. And uh, that was 25 years ago. So cool. yeah, yeah it's hard been- not to hear that story and be like, well, this is like where you're meant to be. But I mean, who hasn't had a life changing moment in a cracker barrel though? So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We've all had some, <laughs> and there's been some times where I felt really where I needed God's presence. Um, <laughs> that was mostly after the meal, but here's the, here's the bad thing is like kids come to my shows and they'll come up and it happened uh, last week. This kid came up to my show and he was like, hey, how do I become a comedian? And I have the worst advice because I'm like, do a stand up competition your junior year in college and wait for somebody to call you. Duh. It's like the worst advice in the world. But yeah. it's 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 how I got into it. Yeah. Did, I've, going back to you said you were an elementary teacher. Like, I feel like that's like the best place to get content because kids say the craziest stuff. And <laughs> did you get a lot of great content from your students? Well, I only did my student teaching while I was in college. Like I never went back. Now, during 2020, uh, I was all my shows canceled. And Mm -hmm. so I, you know, and my wife and I, we have five uh, kids. So I was like, okay, I can't just sit home. I've got to be doing something. So I, uh, this is going to sound like I'm bragging, but I became a four-star Uber Eats driver. Mm -hmm. And 
Huh? <laughs> the other the other thing I did was I substitute taught. And I I was like, I was really excited at first because I was like, oh, this is great. I can get, you know, back in because the schools had just opened up and they needed subs. And so I was like, I finally get to do, you know, the thing that I thought was, you know, my destiny in life. And I realized I kind of got spoiled because I, I walked in. And I was like, uh, do I get an introduction before I start my, you know, my show? Like I was I was so on the, the mindset of just being a comedian. I called the uh, I called this. Uh, what was it? This teacher's lounge. I walked in and I was like, oh, this is a cool green room. And they were like <laughs> and they and they all knew me because all my kids had gone through that school. And they were like, it's not a green room. It's a teacher's lounge. And you know, you don't get a hand towel and a water bottle before you teach your lesson. And one one lady who goes to our church, she was like, and don't set up your merch table. OK, just teach the <laughs> class. And so, it was, yeah, it was kind of eye opening, but it was fun to, to get back in and actually kind of do some of the things I learned a long time ago. Oh, cool. So you kind of mentioned some of um, for my next question, but um, other than the luxurious lodging facilities, what's your favorite part about being a comedian? I, I love people. This is, sounds kind of morbid, but uh, I don't love that people are hurting, but I love that they will come to my show and at least get a break from whatever's going on in their life. So I tell you, you know, it happened last night. I'm sure it'll happen tonight. Like somebody will come up to me and be like, I have had something tragic happen in my life. And, you know, a lot of people, especially after the pandemic, because we're not made for isolation, like we're built for community. And so it really messed with a lot of people, you know, being isolated. And so they they'll come up and they'll be like, man, I I did not think I would laugh again. Or they'll say, I haven't laughed like that in a long time. And, you know, just just the reward of like realizing that I have given somebody a reminder that there is joy to still be had in this world is is pretty hard to to be. So I would say either that or all the hotel shampoo uh, that I get from the, the hotels. That's pretty epic, too. <laughs> That's great. So what are some other ventures? Because um, I saw you have some other stuff going on that comedy's kind of led you into. Yeah, well, so when I when I was just a kid, I loved reading comedy articles. Um, there was a guy named Patrick F. McManus who wrote a, a funny uh, it was like a humor article in a, a hunting magazine uh, that I read. And there was a guy named Dave Barry who wrote uh, for the uh, he, he's, he's written now tons of books, but he writes humor articles. And I would read those two uh, art those two guys. And I would be like, man, I one day, you know, I always thought I was going to be a teacher. And I thought, but one day I want to be published in a magazine for writing a humor article. So that was kind of one of my bucket list things. And so one of the things I'm I'm really proud of is when I started doing comedy, I focused on the family. Uh, it was a big uh, organization. They contacted me and they said, uh, we just heard your, <laughs> again, this is going to tell how old I am. They had just gotten my first CD and they were like, you mean, your stuff is really funny. We think it translates to young kids. Have you ever thought about writing a humor article? So I wrote this humor article for their, uh, it's called Clubhouse Magazine. It's for uh, junior high kids. And I wrote this article about me going back to school after getting a really bad haircut. So it was a true story. But I thought I thought of a cell phone joke that I thought went really well. But I obviously didn't have cell phones when I was a kid. So instead of it being about me, I just created this character and it was kind of a modern day version of me. And so I just called him Average Boy because it was supposed to be one article. And so I just wrote the story of Average Boy and I called it The Adventures of Average Boy. And 
kids started writing in to focus on the family saying, hey, can he, can this average boy kid write more articles? So that was almost 21 years ago. I've been writing monthly for Clubhouse Magazine. And then uh, we put out two comedy devotion books for middle school kids uh, as the average boy character. And then during the pandemic, I wrote a fiction, just a comedy book of average boy going to a new school. But, you know, he deals with some bullies and he deals with, you know, some peer pressure stuff. And he deals. So it still has some good moral values in it, but it's it's just a comedy book. It's not like the comedy devotion books for uh, the other two that I'd written. So one of the things I'm proud about is I love that I got to live out one of my bucket lists because I'm in a career that I never thought I'd be in. But then also God like was like, oh, here, by the way, you wanted to do this here. And so I get to write these, you know, books and, and magazine articles and stuff. And during the pandemic, we started an Average Boy podcast. And so it's Average Boy. And uh, it's my editor, uh, Jesse, who is the adult on there. So it's Jesse. And then I do the voice of Average Boy, which, by the way, was kind of the first time we recorded I thought average boy should, you know, he's a junior high kid. So I was going to make my voice like, Hey, it's average boy, you know, like way up there. <laughs> and I started doing it. And the the producer was like, uh, Bob, you can just use your real voice. And I go, yeah, but he's supposed to be a junior high kid. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I love that there's all these podcasts that, that families can listen to together, you know, maybe in places that I never will be able to go and bring my comedy to, but people can jump in their cars on the way to school or, you know, on the way to the grocery store and listen to these adventures of average boy podcasts with their families and, you know, and laugh. And there's a lot of thought provoking stuff in there too. We try to make it funny, but also kind of have a good positive message and stuff. So that's one thing I'm really proud of. Was that your question? I have a, yeah, I have a bad, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, I do well, not stay on topic very well, no, but good. I'm doing pretty well right now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely link that podcast in our show notes so everybody can go check that one out as well. And because um, yeah, it sounds really great. You, it, there's just so many podcasts out there. It's hard to like find what you're looking for, especially if you're trying to find one that like both you and your kids can listen to. So that's really great. Again, we'll link it in the show notes. But yeah, my um, my mailman has a podcast. <laughs> like that tells. I remember he was. He was putting mail in and he was talking and I I talked to him all the time and I walked up and I was like, Hey, and he was like, Oh, and I was like, Oh, I didn't know you were on the phone. He's like, no, I'm recording a podcast. Yeah, of course you are. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so I guess let's get to kind of the reason why we're, we're here. Let's talk about your upcoming show at the golden husk. Have, have you oh, heard yes. where I'm really excited about because, um, it's, I believe it's co-sponsored by the Valley County Ministerial Association. So mm -hmm. it's free and which is really exciting. Uh, the Golden Hust does a fantastic job of keeping their shows affordable, but to have a free show where anyone and everyone can come is just amazing, especially where it's an event like this, where anyone and so many different def demographics can enjoy it. So tell us a little bit about your show, like what can the audience expect and yeah, so I, I've obviously I've been through Nebraska many, many times and uh, have done shows kind of all over. This is my first time working with them and they have been just phenomenal and they're excited. And it's exactly what you just said. They're excited to provide this free show for everybody because they obviously care about the community and care about people. And so anytime you get to work with somebody that truly kind of has your vision of like, hey, let's just bring some joy to people. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun night. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. There's sounds like a lot of great buzz around the show too. And, 
Um, I, the golden husk is probably my favorite place on the planet. And you kind of mentioned earlier, like, you know, being able to get two people with different perspectives in a room and kind of, you know, a shared joy in something that's like the best part about the husk is it doesn't matter what your background is, or there's something for you to come there and enjoy with someone completely opposite of you. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, is there anything else you want to promote or share or? Um, no, if the comedy career doesn't go well, I'm pretty good at mowing. So if anybody's <laughs> out there, I just want to make sure I have a backup plan. Um, yeah, well, if you get into, um, you could get into snow plowing and you could come up here for sure. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm hope- looking forward to it. It's a, uh, uh, January 20th. Yes. Um, and they can find out more information. I guess if you'll put a link on the podcast yeah, and we'll stuff put, and put more information in the show notes and in the intro as well. So, um, plenty of info on how to attend and, yeah, or I'm super another, excited. Yeah, another great thing that I love is that uh, it's a great time for you to like invite your neighbors. Like if you're really wanting to get to know your neighbors uh, a little better or something, you can invite them. And especially this is a free show and mm-hmm. you can just invite them to go to a comedy show and it's not going to be offensive. It's not going to be, you know, anything where you like, oh, I can't believe I shouldn't have invited them. Like it, it's a great time. To, to be able to invite people that you kind of want to get to know better. And it's just because here's the great thing about comedy. Everybody loves to laugh. So, you know, some of my friends that are banned, like in, in bands and stuff, they're they're like, yeah, you know, our, our music, but you have to be into that kind of music and stuff. But comedy, I, I've rarely met anybody that, well, there was two people at my show last night that didn't like to laugh, but I'm not going to focus on those two, but you know, I, I think comedy is for everyone. So it, it is going to be a great night. Uh, and I think it's going to be for everybody. And yeah, the um, golden Hus just, they want to bring something fun for everybody. So it's going to be yeah. a great night. Yeah. That's a really great point. Thanks for bringing that up. It is a really great opportunity to invite some, invite a friend or invite somebody mm-hmm. you've been wanting to connect with and just laugh. So Awesome. Well, we so look forward to having you in Ord in Valley County on the 20th and um, excited to see your show. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Now, are you actually going to be there or is this one of those interviews yes. where you're like, okay, next, bring on the. <laughs> no, I'll definitely be there. I, I, uh, I've been doing a lot of interviews with the Husk Entertainment and I'm always like, okay, now I'm definitely going after their show, but I just <laughs> love being there anyways, because the atmosphere is so great and the the board at the husk is so great and so welcoming and it's always a good time there so yeah again like this is my first time working with them but just from the interaction that i've had from the very beginning i just i can't wait because they get it they get like let's put on something that's for everybody that brings everybody's spirits up that just is a night of joy and mm-hmm. i just i i love it so again i don't know them but already i'm i'm walking in as a fan Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being a fan of the Husk. We really appreciate Mm -hmm. that. All right. Well, thanks again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the 20th. All righty. Have a good day. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Chamber Connection podcast. Don't miss Bob Smiley during his free show at the Golden Husk in Ord on Friday, January 20th. You can visit the show notes for more information on this upcoming comedy show and also more information on Bob Smiley, including links to his podcast, Average Boy.